Welcome to this live edition where I guess we we did a live show a few weeks ago, but it was a little bit different to this, but hey, we're trying something else. Yeah, man, this is crazy. You, know, you never know what could happen on live Twitch. I might just say something crazy and I won't be able to take it back. So we'll be on the lookout for that. Mm. Uh, Mr. Oh, I was going to say Mr. Controversy, but I will not say that because it's somebody else um, um, that we don't want to even mention. But um, it's been a pretty, it's been a, before we get to Mania to Mania, as we allow some people to get into the chat and stuff like that, um, for those watching live, if you're listening to the podcast version, um, doesn't relate to any of you. It's just business as usual, but um, we'd be pretty silly not to have a brief little discussion about the Royal Rumble this week because it was a pretty damn good show i'd say it was a pretty great show to be completely honest with you um i really enjoyed pretty much everything about the rumble and just that weekend and worlds collide and all of that we talked on headlock talk about it but for those of you who didn't hear that um briefly kevin did you love the royal rumble i guess the weekend that it was it was uh man it was such a weird weekend um i, I know we touched on this during a headlock talk show but like you said you know not everyone here may have listened to headlock talk uh it was just a weird weekend you know with the the passing of kobe bryant Mm -hmm. and all the emotions that came with that the rumble felt it was like it was it was an escape but it was also like subdued in a way for me and we were we were chatting before we went live and part of the reason why uh the the big moment in the Royal Rumble, which you know, spoiler alert if you haven't seen the Rumble yet, but I think everyone knows what happened. Edge came back, right? And it didn't pop me as but I said this to you before, it didn't pop me as big as it popped everybody else. Part of that was knowing, I think, in my mind that he was gonna be there, but part of it was that like I was feeling a little like s- subdued. And it was just it was hard to really get into the rumble because of because of what had happened earlier in the day that said it was a good show and it was probably the show we needed uh, as sports fans um it really it was positive the whole way you know you had some so many great moments you had great great winners of the match of the matches uh both rumbles in particular i thought made great calls with the winners. I know everyone's going to be like, oh, Charlotte Flair, how could she win? But she's she's someone that could literally win at any time, and it would make sense. She's just yeah. that good. Yeah, I agree. Well, I agree with you completely. Well, yeah, overall, I thought it was a good – and Worlds Collide was really good too. Yeah. Uh, with, oh, man. <laughs> I don't know. There's not, much you can, there's not much to even say about it because everything delivered. That Cruiserweight match, mm, chef's kiss, mm. chef's kiss. 
And I love the main event, but they, the, the, the cruiserweights really stole the show for me. The main event was great, though. Um, I thought it was a really, really well put together match considering what happened with Alexander Wolf having to leave early working around that is all I think working around injury is probably the toughest thing wrestlers have to do because you have to be smart about it as well as you know come on you have to, you have to basically call the match on the fly yeah which I, I have so much respect for wrestlers that could do that and they did it perfectly uh they it made Walter look like this badass like he is but it made the undisputed era also look it made everybody look really good which is just which is the net goal of a match I think yeah, no, you're completely right. Um, I enjoyed the weekend. Obviously, um, Edge is the first thing that's going to come to everybody's mind. Um, Marty Molly comes to my mind first, but you can all fuck <laughs> off. Um, uh, <laughs> just a good weekend. It was just the Rumbles delivered, and that's all that really matters to me on that weekend. So, And two really different Rumbles. We didn't get the same Rumble twice. They were very different Rumbles. We had cool moments, cool people coming back. Um Something that kind of fell under the radar that because of the magnitude of the weekend that I want to talk about before we get to Mania to Mania is Naomi's return. She got a nice big reaction. She come back and she hadn't missed a step. Also, the thing that I noticed most is that she's getting a lot of eyes from outside of the wrestling world, which is not something that wrestling does very often. It's really simple with Naomi to me. She is great for the mass appeal of, of a casual fan because she's got a cool high energetic entrance she's very colorful she does a lot of flashy moves um and she has character Naomi to me is like a casual fans kind of dream especially for kids and little girls like that would be just an ideal character um that would be the kind of thing that I take away most from anything is just she's gotten a lot of people being like I don't watch wrestling I have no idea who this person is but look at her just run around and do do a bunch of cool moves you need that, especially yeah, in the I mean, women's division, because there's a lot of fantastic workers. I'm not saying Naomi's not a fa- fantastic worker, but she's not known for her technical prowess. She's known for her flashiness and her um, her athleticism. She, she's something oh, different. Yeah. She's something different. So if anything I can take away from that is like Naomi's getting a lot of outside attention, which is what you want in wrestling. The video of her returning, I believe... I, I saw this from a secondhand source on Twitter, so it might not be true, but I believe it. The, and I could, you know, I could certainly check it if I wasn't feeling a little lazy right now. But I, I think the video of her returning is doing something like two million views on YouTube. Yeah, but people were—it's crazy. Weird. That's an absurd number. She, um, it's not like, like she's been gone for what four months, maybe if that. Like, yeah, it's not it's, like she's been gone for two years. Like, she's been gone for a few months. Um, it's pretty cool to see that she has, you know, a spot. And I hope. I hope Naomi gets something out of this. I hope there's something in line for Naomi because she's one that could, she'll probably go to SmackDown to be with um, uh, Jimmy Uso, which is fine because she could work with Bailey. And Bailey needs challenges. Naomi's perfect for that spot. And Naomi could get Bailey over as a heel because everyone loves Naomi. Yeah, you can't boo Naomi at all it's it's, it's impossible to boo Naomi because she, she has such a babyface moveset. Yep. And she's so like, bright and shiny with the colors and you know the the flashing lights and the glow up shoes and everything about her just screams baby face yeah in a good way she was a bad heel and she was looking bad i liked her as a heel (laughs) yeah she was good at that too it's just i feel like she's really found herself with with 
with the role she's in now. Different look, different, just everything, and just so bright and colourful. And you don't... Sometimes that's like writing a death sentence in wrestling because people are like, wow, you're just like that horrible baby face that no one wants to see. But um, she's just... She's like, yeah, it's just, it's just good to see. That'd be the, that'd be the takeaway I, um, I, I take from Royal Rumble this, this year is Naomi's getting a lot of outside appeal. But on to the task at hand. It is Mania to Mania here today. I guess that was our little wrestling reverb section of this episode. It is Mania to Mania, something different. If you have not gone back and listened to the first two Mania to Manias we did on Ronda Rousey and AJ Lee, I invite you to do so at some point. However, for anyone that doesn't know what Mania to Mania is, we basically just look at anything from one Mania to the other and just decide and just go through the year that was. Um, we've done only people at this this stage with Ronda and AJ and just going through their key moments and matches and milestones. This one's a little different. We're looking at the WWE Tag Team Championships from WrestleMania 2000 to WrestleMania 17. Now, the Tag Team Division in this time, for anyone that wasn't watching, um, is like so... They were just given the ball and they ran with it a lot. of the, This was like peak tag team wrestling in WWE in the early 2000s. It's just like everything that you want out of a tag division. Um, obviously, we'll go through all of the title changes and, and key moments of the year for the tag team championships. But, I mean, Kev, before we even start with WrestleMania 2000... Um, looking at the tag division then and now is like night and day different. Well, one of the things that I noticed when I was going through these matches was that there's a really good mix of established teams, your Edge and Christians, your Hardys, your Dudleys, two cools. And then you had um, a lot of times challenging for the belts. You had those sort of like, I don't want to call them like mishmash teams, but you had teams of, of established single stars who would team up and go for belts. I think that's necessary to build the division is to have those types of teams. Just looking off the bat here at Edge and Christian's first title reign after winning at WrestleMania 2000, you had they defended against Hardcore Holly and Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle and the Big Show. The Big Show and Rikishi. These teams that like, they're, they're single stars, right? But they, go, they, they team together for tag team gold and that winning those matches because they're not going to win obviously that rarely rarely you're going to see two single stars go over on an established tag team at least back in the day when tag team wrestling was a bit more prevalent and i think um that's a huge rub for teams like edge and christian and the hardys to go out and to beat these you know kurt angle led teams these big show led teams i think that's a huge feather in the cap for, for for the established teams and i think the division back then was just so much more complete Mm, that's a good word for it. Complete, a little bit more well-rounded. Um, it, it, you know, it's 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 a uh, it's a different. I guess it was a different world for wrestling back then as it is to now. But nonetheless, um, it's not like we aren't getting great matches now. It's just there's a little bit less. Um, what would be the word? Management behind them, maybe. I I don't know exactly, but. We start at WrestleMania 2000. It is a triangle ladder match, which is like the start of... Well, not the start of everything. It was just... It was the last piece of the puzzle before TLC, really. But we had Edge and Christian, the the Hardy Boys, and the Dudley Boys in the first ever triangle ladder match at WrestleMania 2000. 
Um, Kev, I can nearly guarantee that you've watched this match probably multiple times. Um, it probably gets a little bit overlooked with the TLC matches, but we'll get to the TLC matches soon. But um, this is a pivotal moment. I think this is like WrestleMania 2000 wasn't a great show. It just wasn't. This was the like the the key standout match from that WrestleMania. It's it's known as a bad WrestleMania, WrestleMania 2000. But what do you remember from this triangle ladder match? Can I, uh, can I be honest with you? Yes. Before approximately, I don't know, like seven hours ago, I had never seen this match. Really? Wow. I had WrestleMania 2000 is one I've never gone back and watched. And it's probably because of the preconceived notion I had that it was bad. And um, obviously this match was great. And I, I did watch it today and I loved it. I think that, and, and I think you make a great point about it being, and I definitely overlooked it uh, at times because of TLC one and two, which would come later and which we'll touch on later on in the show. But this was really goddamn good. Um, yeah. I, I edge and Christian, these, these three teams just make magic together uh, every time. And the thing I love about this match in comparison to the other two is that it didn't – like it was a bit more, I, I thought, like, you know, in, until the tables were introduced, I thought this was really, really smartly worked. Um, I, I didn't hate that. I love the tables coming into play, obviously. Tables are awesome. But I thought there was a lot of waiting around. I hope I have the right match because this is all running together in my head. Yeah, no, you have the right match. There's a, okay. there's a, there's a very key table spot at the end and stuff. But there is lots of tables. This is like a TLC match without the the name, yeah. I guess. It was preluding yeah, to what was coming. Yeah, basically, this set, this set, this put the, the wheels in place. But uh, I, I thought this was really smartly worked. I thought there were a lot of great spots, but I also thought there was good psychology in there, you know, with some of the some of the things, you know, you have your – Edge and Christian working smarter, necessarily not harder all the time. I love that. I think that's so smart. And just the spots came and came and came, but they never felt like over, they never felt like over the top or like overdone, in my opinion. Maybe it was because they were kind of it's it's um different to set the bar than raise the bar. And I think at this point uh, they were yeah. setting it, and they were like, "Where can we really go with this?" It's once they get this this kind of laying the groundwork for everything that kind of comes because of it. And then, you know, how do you get bigger and bigger and bigger? That's when the, the stuff starts to get way more wild. Um, but I've watched this match many, many times. But Edge and Christian did win this match, of course, um, at WrestleMania 2000. Now, you mentioned some of the title defenses during their, um, during their reign. Um, but uh, when was the next title change? Okay, so after a, a pretty impressive run of of defenses from April second, two thousand, when when the hard when the Christian Edge won the belts, they dropped them the n- next month. They defended the belts thirteen. Well, I guess tw- I guess it would be twelve times in a month <laughs> on TV too, not counting house shows. Because if I if I were to count house shows, that number would go through the roof. Yeah, they, they, that'd be crazy. They were literally defending the belts on every. <laughs> That's how the Attitude Era worked, though. There was a lot of title defenses from. If you go back and watch, like you got to remember that they've got Raw, SmackDown, Heat, and there's two pay per views in here. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's Backlash 2000 and Insurrection 2000. 
Yeah. It's just it is it's crazy to just think of they're defending the belts literally almost every night. But the next title change came on an episode of Raw uh, on May 29th in British Columbia, Canada. Now Edge and, Edge and Christian are Canadians, but they're not from they're not from British Columbia. No. And they ran down the the province and they ran down I guess the province's favorite son at the time, Josie the rapper. <laughs> who who of course in true Attitude Era fashion would make his presence known to help too cool Grandmaster Sexay and Scotty Too Hottie win the tag team championships from Christian and Edge on on Raw. Uh, Rikishi was also there. I watched this match today. That sounded funny. (laughs) The way he said Rikishi, he was also there. (laughs) Yeah, well, you know, who cares about Rikishi when you have Joe C? I don't even know if I'm saying that right. I couldn't, I have no clue who this guy is. But, you know, Edge and Christian, they, they made their bed. They had a lie in it. They dissed the kid, or the rapper, and he came out and hit Christian in the nuts with a hockey stick. So Canada. How Canadian. <laughs> and, and uh, yeah, the two cool got two cool won the belts, and it was a cool little moment. It was a short match, as Attitude Era matches typically went. Yes. One thing I noticed throughout this long reign, this month-long reign they had, is that the longest defense they had, not counting actually winning the belts, was 12 minutes at insurrection, which is, you know, not a bad match, but, like, the majority of them are, like, three, four-minute long defenses. Yeah. And that's, like, now hardly enough time to tell a story. So. Yeah, no, it's not. Um, Tuchel did win over Edge and Christian. Um, in, like, the actual time of this match was three minutes and 32 seconds, by the way. So, I mean, if title matches were going that short now... I'm pretty people sure they riot. Yeah, people would riot. Um, so and you know what? Though? While we're on the subject, I actually I think that, and this was a big sticking point when Brock Lesnar beat Kofi for the WWE title. That really that like twelve second match. I don't hate those. I think it makes I think it makes the element of surprise a lot more. It brings it to the front. Because I, the point I, I, I tried to make with Co- with Kofi and Brock is that it wasn't Brock dominating Kofi. It was Brock catching Kofi by surprise. That I, I, I don't mind like a two, three-minute title match if it's a title change. You know, I, I don't mind a quick roll-up for a, a quick a quick win. I think like three or four-minute defenses are, you know, if you do them too much, you're going to – obviously, you're going to lose – people's interest but every so often sprinkle a little sprinkle a short match in there sprinkle a quick roll up in there for a title win like in two three minutes i think that would be awesome yeah that's fair enough i i can i can see why you why you like it and stuff like that um back to this i am looking at all of these title defenses in here before we get to actual title change um most of the wins well most of the losses i should say for too cool are by dq so they don't lose their championship um yeah, that's a theme too. That was and obviously Edge and Christian being heels. Edge and Christian lost by DQ a lot. Just hold on to the championships the way heels do. Yeah, um, and so hmm, the the thing that's sticking out to me the most, which will probably stick out to you the most, is something that I've never even known about the uh, this this title reign for Too Cool. Um, they actually defended it in Puerto Rico. I did not know that. I, I I made a mental note of that. 
Uh, mm. That's so cool. Isn't it? They made it. They teamed up with IWA Puerto Rico. Yeah. And they, they defended the belts. It doesn't have a timestamp on it. I imagine it's not on the network. I didn't go looking. No, I didn't, even go I didn't look either. It. But yeah, they beat Christian and they defended the belts against Christian Edge in Puerto Rico, which is just a nice little uh, on on June sixteenth, two thousand, which is just a nice little note. Yeah, I was like, oh, cool. Um, well, at WWF at the time, King of the Ring two thousand, it was a four corners elimination match for the World Tag Team Championships. The uh, two cool did lose on the twenty uh, fifth of June two thousand. Uh, to Edge and Christian, of course, they defeated Too Cool, the Hardy Boys, and TNA, Test and Albert. Um, so Christian and Edge with yet another reign as tag team champions. Um, I went back and watched this match, and it's f- well, this the actual timestamp is 14 minutes and 11 seconds. It felt a little bit faster than that, but um, you could see the tag team division was clicking at this point. I mean, just look at the talent you had in this match. You had the you had Christian and Edge. You had the champs, too cool. You had the Hardy Boys, and you had TNA, another prominently a rising tag team at the time, Albert and Tess. With uh, and, and I yeah, this was a, I, I I didn't hate this match not at all. <laughs> Four corner no, style either. matches are hit and miss, but you know I, I and ladies and gentlemen, if you are unfamiliar with the work of Christian and Edge, their name. Their names, the Hardys' names, the Dudleys' names, they're going to come up a lot. What intrigues me is the teams that you don't see all the time. We'll touch on that more as the reigns go on. Yeah. But like to see TNA and Tuchel mixing it up with the Hardys and the Christian and Edge, who I think are perceived to be the like above you know the rest of the tag team division. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Uh, to see them mixing it up with some some teams that you know, and Too Cool get such a they got such a huge pop when they won the belts. I I, I wanted to point that out. They got such a ridiculously big pop for winning the belts. Attitude Era crowds are something different. Yeah, they really were. Something else I noticed about Attitude Era is like the amount of title, like not even just title defenses. There's a lot of title changes. Um, oh yeah, you don't see that as much as as you do. Like, you see it way more then than you do now. Well, maybe I'm just, because we're in it, it's a little bit different. But just going through it, I'm like, wow, there's a lot of TV title defenses. And there's just, like, it seems to be there on every pay-per-view. They're consistent. Um, But just going through some of these names of these defenses, this is the second reign in this year of Christian and Edge already, and it's only June. (laughs) So, yeah. um, Especially in the latter half of the year, uh after SummerSlam, you start to see title changes like every friggin' week. Yeah, going and back through this is I a love, fucking gem. I love it. I listen, I love it. I love seeing teams rack up title wins. To me, that's always been more important than length of reign. I love multiple reigns. That's fair. Um that is that is really, really Fair. Um, some of the reigns that I, uh, some of the defenses I should say for Christian and Edge included Kane and the Undertaker. We got the Acolytes in there. We've got um the Hardys, the Dudleys, of course. Um, they had some, they had some really like short matches. Like you look at this, like their first title defense was against Kane and the Undertaker. They lost by DQ in two minutes and twenty four seconds. Um, we had a three way dance with the Dudleys and the Hardys. That went for four minutes and thirteen seconds on an episode of Raw. Um, yeah, now that now that right there, you have these three teams that you know make magic. Maybe give them. Obviously, you don't want to give too much away on TV when you have pay per views coming up. They had a uh, 
SummerSlam was just around the corner. But give the people a little more than four minutes. Give the people of Austin, Texas what they paid for. I mean, yeah, like, unless I didn't wa- go back and watch that match, but maybe it ended in some kind of a... Bro- oh, no, because Edge and Christian won. Well, there's no real DQs in a three-way dance, I guess. Um, yeah. It by was the way, just like I miss the term three-way dance. Let's get back to that. It's a good term. I love calling something the three They brought it back for, uh, for One Night Stand 05. I forget mm. who was in the three-way dance, but... I just love hearing it, you know. It is a fun term. Uh, I like it a lot more than triple threat. Mm, three-way dance just sounds like, here we go. Like, let's let's do this. But um, the main... It sounds like something you hear at a bar. Like, oh, we're having a three-way dance outside <laughs> in the parking lot. The main, um, the main title defense before the change is, of course, SummerSlam 2000. TLC number one, first time it's ever been done. Uh, the Dudleys, the Hardys. Christian and Edge all brought their favorite weapons, tables, ladders, and chairs, and just created magic. Like, seeing this, obviously, I can't remember the actual time watching this live, but I could just imagine being like, how do you do anything more than this? Because if you just watch this match for this match, it's insane. Like, the stuff they do in this match is insane. Um, It goes for 18 minutes and 38 seconds. Um, I... It was a complete train wreck in the best way possible, but first tables, ladders, and chairs match. How you probably watched the second one more, but yeah, you've definitely but watched I, the I, one. <laughs> I swear I've seen this one before. <laughs> uh, I did not know that they were in North Carolina at the time. I had, I had, I had watched this previously. Raleigh, uh, North Carolina. Raleigh, North Raleigh, North Carolina. The, Hardy Boys are from Cameron, which I'm not sure where that is in in uh, comparison, but it can't be too far. Obviously, the Hardys are going to be North Carolina crowd favorites. And on one hand, uh, champs don't win in their hometown. On the other hand, I feel like that would have been the perfect time to put the belts on the Hardys. Yes and no. I mean, it's wrestling. <laughs> That's how I always describe it. You don't win. In yeah, your I mean, usually. It's you know it, it's it's it is what it is. I mean, they, obviously, it, it's not like they would go too long without winning the belts, with uh, which we'll touch on in just a short second. But uh, this was, I think, the longest reign of the whole period we're covering here. This was a three month long reign. Yeah, and um, so now Edge and Christian have won at WrestleMania 2000 in the Triangle Ladder Match, and they've won the first ever TLC match. Um. It seems like a lot of stock is on Christian and Edge, rightfully so. Yeah. But um, oh, I mean, yeah. honestly, I mean, it would not matter to me who won that match because it was just like they all did something that made me just go, wow, <laughs> because that match is just nuts. Um, but look at the next night on Raw. Well, not the next night, the, um, the week after on Raw, so eight days removed from the pay-per-view. Like, look who they're defending their championships against. Yeah, they literally went out and beat The Rock and The Undertaker. <laughs> Eight days after going through a hell. <laughs> you would, uh, you probably wouldn't see a, T- a TLC tag match today. You probably wouldn't see the champs defend until the next pay-per-view. Probably These guys not, are going after right. eight days later and taking on, the, like, two goats. Even in 2000, they were like... Still, like, some two of the best superstars you'll ever see. Teaming up like that, like, The Rock and The Undertaker, and you have Christian and Edge beating them. What a, Like, that's what I mean. Like, what a huge friggin' rub that is for them. 
Yeah, huge, 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 huge. Um, the match went for nine minutes and fifty-four seconds, which, as you can, as you've kind of we've alluded to, that's pretty damn long. Um, for most of these matches, like a lot of them are like three or four minutes long. So nine minutes fifty-four seconds. I would assume that would probably be the main event of that raw. Probably. I didn't go back uh, and and search. I could literally definitely click on this. Uh this link here though and probably find out what the main event was by the way we're gonna link this we're using a database um called cage match and it is incredible it has everything you need to know about wrestling in it you just click and it shows you everything you need to know so we know where to go back and watch things we know what dates that's how we know timestamps. everything i'll link the um the uh i'll link it in the description of this podcast on youtube and i'll link it here on twitch as well um but this site is incredible if you need anything encyclopedia wise for for wrestling because it has literally everything you can just click on something and it takes you to every one of their stats that you need it's it's yeah. pretty damning like don't make the mistake of thinking we're just that smart <laughs> uh, well you can if you want um speaking speaking of smart something smart to do is that go back and watch unforgiven 2000 and watch the steel cage match between the hardys and edge and christian because it's nutty and it's in philly i mean philly is one of my favorite wrestling cities just to hear as a fan philly is always loud um especially where it deep in the attitude era at this point um the steel cage match, Hardys and Dud- uh, Hardys and Edge and Christian, I should say. Hardys go over. They win the tag team championships here. But uh, what did you think about this match? Because we've seen ladders. We've seen TLC matches. We've seen um, tag team ladder matches in the past from these two. But not a steel cage tag team match. Which is something no, we don't it, get it, anymore, by the way. It's incredible. You're right. Yeah, damn, you're Oh, damn, you're right. Yeah, <laughs> you we just, I just took the wind out of my sails a little bit. Um, it is just, you know, with all the great matches we get between these teams, it is crazy how this one sort of gets over. This one gets a little overlooked, I think. Yeah. I think everyone knows the highlights of this match. I think everyone's seen the clips. But Nutty is like the right – Nutty is like nutty. the perfect word <laughs> to describe it. I, that's a great word. These guys just literally don't care about their bodies. Nope. <laughs> They will the do way, whatever it takes to win. They will fling themselves off of whatever is necessary in the name of picking up the win and being the tag team champions. That's how much the tag team championships meant in the year 2000. And you, yeah, you're right. We don't see steel cage tag. We don't like see tag team stipulation matches that much anymore. I feel like. Yeah, we got a ladder match with the New Day and stuff, and. We see it in little sprinkles, but there's never any follow-up to it. Yeah, you won't see it like with these with these guys where they're putting on stip matches like every month, every and it was a different one every time. Like they just ran through, they they like spun a wheel. It's like, oh, we're doing a steel cage match in Philly tonight, and it just it works every time. Yeah, um, they actually did defend against Christian and Edge the next night on Raw. In uh in Pennsylvania as well, um, eleven minutes and twelve seconds, and a successful defense, I might add. Um, the very next night on Raw, so good on you, Matt. Good on you, Jeff. I like the Hardy Boys. <laughs> Are you a Hardy Boys, Dudleys, or Edge and Christian guy? Oh Jesus, that's the toughest question I've ever been asked in my life. Probably the Dudleys, honestly. I I, I think tables are of the three of of tables, ladders, and chairs. I think tables are my favorite. 
Bubba Ray's uh, full Nelson bomb, I think, is one one move that I absolutely would not take under any circumstances because I feel like my ass would explode. Yeah, probably. And I just, I don't know, I love them. I love the Dudleys. Get the tables, you know, the what's up. I think they did everything right. Nothing, no knock on the Hardys or Edge and Christian. But if I had to pick one, like, you know, if you're putting me on the spot like you did, got to go with the Dudleys. Good, we disagree because I say Edge and Christian. That's fair. Because I like they're to win. The Hardys are probably last, which sucks for the Hardys because they're really great. I would go Edge and Christian, Hardys, Dudleys, personally. Okay. That's just me. I like to win. Um, Edge and Christian are great heels. They're just idiots. My kind of humor. I'm really down with it. Uh, the five-second pose stuff is always classic. Yeah. Always. When they're smart heels. Like, they, they win a lot by DQ. We touched on that before. That's the small, That's the, the smartest way to retain your titles. And they were champions so much that – and that's that's a huge reason why. Uh, but the Hardys defend quite a few times. We see some sort of defenses on Raw and Heat. Um, mean Street well, Posse, I see. In the- <laughs> they beat the Mean Street Posse on Heat. They don't even have a timestamp on the Heat matches. <laughs> Baltimore. Um, we got some Anaheim, California with uh, Chaz and D'Lo Brown, the lowdown. Um, Raven and Taz are in there as well. Um, I think we what we needed to focus on here is the uh, 22nd of October at No Mercy. There was a match that went for around 11 minutes. Uh, the Hardy Boys did lose, but who did they lose to? They didn't lose to Christian and Edge, that's for sure. They lost to everyone's favorite team, and a team that we're going we're gonna to see shortly as well, the Los Conquistadores. <laughs> um, I don't even know if I'm pronouncing that right. I don't know. My, my Spanish is, is no My brainer. Spanish is also is also poor, so I'm not even going to attempt. Um, we're in we're in Albany, New York, the Pepsi Arena. Um, oh, man. Uh, this, I remember, I don't know if it was, I didn't go back and watch this match. This is the only title change that I didn't watch out of all of it because there's so many different matches with them in it. Like, uh, whoever is dressed up as them for that night. Um, but, uh, this is the kind of, well, it's not going to say the start of their program because the Hardys and Christian seem to be like indefinitely feuding, um, in more ways than one, um, over the years. But, uh, yes, we have new tag team champions. Um, I don't even know what else to say. <laughs> it's, it's rather yeah, short, I mean, the rain. <laughs> I love the storyline though. The, the, the Edge and Christian getting banned from challenging the Hardy boys. So they just dressed up like the Conquistadores. <laughs> and there was, I don't know if you remember this, there was like the, the, that great thing on, uh, when after they, they won a tag team battle royal on SmackDown to get the shot against the Hardys, there was this great little clip of uh, Edge and Christian congratulating the Conquistadores, obviously two different people dressed up as them. Yeah. And they're like, well, look at this. Like, we're shaking their hands. There's no way we could be them. <laughs> it was just, it was just the, the cherry on top of this whole story. Yeah, they're great. What a great time. Um, But, I mean... It's a little short-lived, <laughs> just, 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 just a little. Um, there is a title change uh, the very, the very next night on Raw. Who won it this time? <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's just so silly. But in a two-on-one handicap match, Los Conquistadores won the belts again. <laughs> they won the belts that I guess they never lost by defeating Edge 
after they had taken out Christian and put him through a table in the back. They beat Edge in two minutes and then revealed themselves to be Matt and Jeff Hardy. Uh, Hardfoot, Connecticut got that beautiful moment. Uh, yes, Matt and Jeff are the new tag team champions. They defeated Edge. I believe this is the only two-on-one handicap match in this year, at least, um, for the tag team championships. So, uh, October's a strange month for the tag team titles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then, like, two weeks later, the belts will change, the belts will change again. Now, oh, my God. Now, We're this time, this, this time, <laughs> the right to censor have defeated the Hardy Boys to get the championships in Houston, Texas, in around five minutes um, on the 6th of November, 2000. Oh, man, the right to censor. Everyone knows how much I love that theme music for the right to censor. Um, Kevin, you know how much I love that theme music for the right to censor, don't you? Yeah, you know how much I hate it. <laughs> oh, I think it's just the best. Um, who, what members of the uh, Right to Censor won here? It was Bull Buchanan and the and the good father. The good father. <laughs> That's so stupid. <laughs> oh, really? Is it stupid? I don't think it's stupid. Oh, yes. Give me that beat. Give me that. I can't beat. believe. I, I just can't believe that. They won the belt. I, I could believe it because they're 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 a good heel faction. I just can't believe like that music is good. Hit me up with that that whip and that nay nay to the right to censor theme. That is it. Um, yeah, they won. Um, sign me up for some Good Father and some right to censor Ivory. I'm here. Um, yeah, and November in Houston, Texas. Can you really ask for anything more? Um. Their reign you was. Could ask for more. You, you could ask for a, a month long title reign from the right to censor. I, this I, seemed like a, this must have seemed at the time like a reign that was built for a day or a week. Oh, it wasn't. You are wrong. It went for a month and four days to be correct. So you back off. And you know they beat teams like the they beat the Hardys for the belts. They beat the Dudleys on SmackDown. The next night, like. Literally the next night, yeah. they beat Too Cool on Heat. They beat the Hardys again twice. Um, they also had a six-person tag team match on the thirteenth of November, a a winner take all kind of situation, I guess. World Tag Team Championships and the Women's Championship leader in the Hardys, um, Ivory, Ivory, and Ivory Bowl and the Good Father, and as heels do. Right, the censor won by DQ. How are they lost by? They DQ, lost by they DQ. Um, we had yeah, right to censor too cool. We had right to censor defeating K Quick and the Road Dog. Hello. That's also what I love about looking back through these things is that some of the teams are just preposterous. Yeah, they're crazy. <laughs> um, the Road Dog. <laughs> um, we had, and then they would come into play later on. K Quick yeah, and the Road Dog. We'll, we'll we'll talk, a, they'd be in the match. Yeah, talk about that one. I'm I'm gonna get in two thousand. Um, yeah, Birmingham, Alabama. Game. By the way, mm. do we go to Birmingham think... anymore for rest, like TV? I don't. I don't not believe pay-per-views. so. A lot of these crowds we don't go. Well, a lot of these crowd, a lot of these places, like uh, you know. Some of them, like, yeah, I'm looking at Fort Lauderdale, Florida. They went for heat. They, they don't go to Fort Lauderdale anymore. If they do it just There's for other live events or like. Sometimes I'm sure they'll do TV from 
there, but certainly not pay-per-views by any stretch of the word yeah. they would be doing. They, uh, they, yeah, they had the staple towns. They did, a, they did a, the Rebellion pay-per-view in England. They did, you know, East Rutherford, New Jersey is, uh, pretty common still. It's where, yeah. uh, you know, they have, they, I mean, uh, they up the, they've been up the road from there plenty of times at yeah. the, uh, the Eisenhower Center. Yeah. Uh, Birmingham, um, Alabama, though, for a pay-per-view is an odd call. The Jefferson Jefferson Civic Center. I always remember yeah. weird like arena names and and towns. I don't know why, um, but there was a four way dance. Hey, look at that four way dance. See, let's call it more of that four way dance. I believe is a different to a four way tag team match. Isn't four way dance first pinfall wins, but a four way tag team match is. Well, maybe four-way dance. I, don't really know, I think four-way dance. Rules. I think the actual technical rule is a four-way dance is four people are in the ring at once, so each member of a team, and a four-way tag team match is it's one on one, which I don't like as much because why would you tag out to another team? Because then you can't. Oh, I hate those. So those are like the modern rules where you, yeah, you know, I don't like those. And I think four-way dance is first pin for wins. I think I could be wrong. However, there is four teams in this match. Uh, K Quick and, and the Road Dog, the Dudley Boys, and Right to Censor and Edge and Christian. Now, this would be yet another reign for Edge and Christian. Um, they won it in 9 minutes and 27 seconds on the 10th of December. So, a little Christmas present for them, I guess. <laughs> yeah, but it wouldn't last long. Yeah, well, that's true. Um, <laughs> um, I, I went back and watched this match. It's nothing, like, nothing special. It's fine. It was cool to see R Truth in there. To be completely honest with you, I was like, "Hell yeah, R Truth!" You, isn't, you it, isn't it weird to think that R Truth was with this company in the year two thousand? Yeah, he yeah, didn't come back until oh, I don't even remember when. Oh no, oh eight or seven. Yeah. It's that weird time in wrestling. Also, this this match is never going to be remembered because this is the same card that had the Armageddon Hell in a Cell match. Mm, um, I'm not a huge fan of that match. Really. Yeah, I'm not. I thought it was too much happening. It's fair. There's a lot happening in that match. It's too... I like just a good traditional Hell in a Cell match. Um, Hell in a Cell matches, to me, while there is spots in them, they're a little bit more based on, like, hurting somebody. You're using the Cell to hurt people. It's not so much like, I'm going to do... There's obviously spots in Hell in a Cell matches. I'm not stupid. But... um, it's more about like the brutality you can cause to somebody instead of like, I'm going to jump off of it. And this to me was just like, there was so much going on. It was like, there was a big spot with Rikishi, which I had never loved. I never loved that. I was never like a big maniac for that spot. I don't know. Maybe I'm insane. I never liked Rikishi. I never liked Rikishi, so. Damn. Damn. He's a bitch. Oh, you were throwing out that big words. Um, however, we'll go to the next, well, the next title change is a mere week after they won it in this four-way dance. Now Eight the, days later. Yeah, Greenville, South Carolina. Another place that they don't go anymore. In the Bilow Center. I don't think they go there anymore. But, yeah, Christian and Edge on their, at this point, this is their fourth reign as tag team champs together. And they lose to The Rock and The Undertaker. I mean, not a bad team and to lose to. Not a bad team to lose to at all. I, I know I made the point before that 
the established tag teams usually go over on single stars and it gets the big rub. Not always the case. Clearly, they took the they lost the belts to Rock and Taker. But ne- never fear, <laughs> they won them back the next night. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I guess it was taped the next night, and then it would have aired on the Thursday. Oh yeah, whatever. I, I don't even remember when SmackDown. I don't remember when SmackDown was airing. What day of the week in two thousand? I was four. So this was in Charlotte, North Carolina, which they of course still go to now. Um, Christian and Edge defeated The Rock and The Undertaker. Seven minutes and 47 seconds. Um, With a guest referee. Mm. Who was that guest referee? Kurt Angle. Yeah. Kurt Angle in peak Kurt Angle mode. (laughs) The year 2000. That incredible year that he had. And this is, yeah, and this is around the time when when, uh, Kurt was sort of aligned with Edge and Christian, I remember, and Rhino, which, and Rhino makes his presence known at WrestleMania 17. Yes, he does. Um, uh, those segments that Edge and Christian and Kurt Angle would have were just mm, iconic, if you will. Very iconic. Yeah, oh, they were terrific. Uh, Kurt, a comedy legend, honestly. Yeah, <laughs> like, really, really, really funny. You might, you, might, you might think he was just a great wrestler, but he was literally one of the funniest like people yeah, in he wrestling. Yeah, he was so good. And Edge and Christian are so like just lame. Especially Christian. Yeah. I find Christian's yeah. humor so funny because he's so lame, and I just really appreciate that. <laughs> um, now, but okay, just, let me ask you a question. Okay. Were you an Edge guy or a Christian guy? Um, well, if you ask me right now, it's Edge just because, like, I mean, I mean, Randy Orton just low-key killed Edge on, on Raw, so I feel a lot of sympathy towards Edge. But if you're going on the whole scr- scheme of things and, like, their whole career um, – I don't know. There's certain versions of Christian that I like way more than I like Edge, but I think Edge overall is better. Edge is better. I just like Christian more. I like like 2004 heel Christian when he was like tonguing on with Trish Stratus and had Tyson Tomko like sign me up for that every day. And he had that waterproof ver- uh, waterproof blonde version of the song, the original version of Just Close Your Eyes. It's so much better. It was just that creepy little bastard, and he was great. I just really liked Christian then. But, like, Christian, when he came back to ECW, was like, eh, eh, like, whatever. And then he was just... Oh, yeah. Christian versus I mean, Randy, that was fun when he was finally world champ, like, very long overdue. Yeah, that was, that was one of my favorite feuds of, of the decade was Christian Randy Orton in 2011. That was a great feud. Christian and TNA, I don't know if you were uh, privy to Christian and TNA. He was fun. But uh, that was like when I first started watching wrestling. Yeah, that would have been, because it would have been about 07, 06. Yeah. He was such a piece of shit. Yeah, he was. He was a... And he brought Tyson Tomko with him. I love when he had Tyson Tomko. Obviously, he didn't bring Trish, but, you know, I think one of, like, the best like underrated WrestleMania moments is at WrestleMania 20 when Trish slaps Jericho and then cr- kisses Christian. I think that's a great Locked moment. Trish. That's a great moment. Yeah. And it's like, I people don't so talk about it Jericho in that moment. Also, that's also a low key, really, really fun match, Jericho and Christian. So I don't know. Oh yeah. I, I, uh, I like, I like probably that era of Christian more than I like edge, but I probably like edge overall better because I mean, rated R Edge when he was, like, with Lita. 
Like it's hard to beat that because it was just he yeah. was a legit sleaze bag. So, oh yeah, he was an absolute douche. And like then when he was like, you know, winning all the titles and money in the banks and him and like Taker those matches they had on SmackDown in like '08, they were great. Um, so yeah, I'm probably more of an Edge guy than a Christian guy, but I find Christian funnier than Edge. Edge is more like I'm being funny when Christian's like low key kind of funny. If that makes sense. Yeah, okay. I get that. I'm yeah. glad I asked that question. <laughs> yeah. Um, so just to put in a little bit of a context here for the amount of title changes, in like seven days, there's been three different champions. <laughs> yeah, it, it, that's, and that's what I meant before when I said after SummerSlam, the championship reigns just, they were coming fast and furious. Tokyo Drift. Um, I've never watched Tokyo Drift, but I know the song from it. It's like, uh, I don't think I've ever watched Tokyo Drift. It just seemed like the, the appropriate thing to say at the time. I don't think I've any watched any of those. I don't oh, know. I have. I don't think I have. I've actually, I, I've watched like bits and pieces of them. The first one I ever saw was uh, Furious Seven, where Paul, the one, the last one with Paul Walker before he passed. Ah, uh, and. I had never seen any of them. I didn't know what to expect, and damn, and like, damn it, if I didn't love the movie and get really emotional at the very end. Well, you probably would, yeah. I, I, I mean, it's been a long day. Yeah. Without you, my Who's friend. Who's in that song? Charlie Puth. Uh, Charlie Puth and Wiz Khalifa. Ah, Wiz Khalifa. Weed and boys. Um. Okay. Last thing Wiz Khalifa did, in my opinion. On to the task at hand. Um, the Rock, uh, Edge and Christian now the champions again. Um, however, they would lose them in a very, very, uh, well, not that, uh, about a month later. Yeah, a month later. The uh, first, the yeah, first yeah. tag team yeah, title later. change of the year in 2001. Royal Rumble 2001, which is known as a great Royal Rumble pay-per-view. Um leading into a very, what is, I guess, widely known as the greatest WrestleMania of all time, WrestleMania yeah, 17. I would, I would say so. We're at the end of the Attitude Era, in my opinion. Like, this, this is the for last me, couple For of me, months. the Attitude Era ends with WCW versus WWF. That, 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 for me, is always when the Attitude Era ended. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. everyone that's, I don't know why I started singing. Everyone that's in the chat that's been chatting away, I have been replying via text just for podcast reasons, but hello to everybody in the chat, Conrad, um, and everyone else that's here. Um, I hope you're enjoying this. If you're just popping in where we're getting towards the end of, uh, Mania to Mania here, but, uh, Kev, Royal Rumble 2001, uh, the Dudleys actually won the tag team championships over Christian and Edge in around 10 minutes. We're in New Orleans, in uh, Louisiana. Um, now, this is the first reign of the Dudleys for the this. We haven't we haven't had a Dudley Boys reign yet, had we? Maybe did we? Uh, it feels like it's. I'm pretty sure they had they hadn't reigned since WrestleMania 2000. Yeah, when they lost it to uh, when they lost the belt. Yeah, yeah. This um, is the first time they've they've won, and a lot of the times. I don't want to say they disappeared for some of, for some of the year, and I, I don't know, I'm sure there was a reason, but I, I feel like they were noticeably not part of the title picture at times where you think they would have been. Yeah, throughout like the latter half of 2000. Obviously, they were in they were at SummerSlam, 
But then you had like you know the right to censor guys. You had Edge and Christian winning the belts, Taker and Rock, the Hardys some more. Like you had a bunch of Hardys and Edge, Edge and Christian two on two matches. But it felt like the Dudleys were missing a little bit, so it's good to see them get back on the horse and win the belts. Yeah, um, and just for anyone that needs to know what went on at uh, Royal Rumble 2001, it is the year that Austin won his third Rumble. Yes. Um, and 97, 98, 2001. Not only that, we also had a cage match, uh, a, uh, a uh, ladder match, I should say. One of my favorite ladder matches of all time, I think it gets a little bit pushed under, pushed under the rug with who's in it, but Chris Jericho and Chris Benoit have a fantastic ladder match. A very, like, it wasn't like, it was, obviously, it's a ladder match, so it's going to have a few spots in it, but very technical-based, well, not surprisingly enough with who's in it, but a very technical-based ladder match, something very different, um, especially in that time where everything was moving at a very fast pace because of the time we're in, but... I mean, that match alone, I'm looking at the timestamp now, is 18 minutes and 43 seconds. Like, that is crazy for a ladder match between for the Intercontinental Championship to go for nearly 20 minutes. Um, just Jericho, I think Chris Benoit, all stuff aside, was probably the best pure wrestler that I had ever seen. I don't think I've ever seen anyone better than him on an in-ring technical standpoint. Um, just very good at wrestling. And, of course, Chris Jericho... Very good as well. And whenever those two worked, you can go back and watch any of their matches and you can nearly pinpoint any of their matches that are just great because they just worked really well together. Chris Benoit did not have bad matches. Jericho really didn't either. But, uh, I mean, yeah, Chris Benoit was fantastic. And that ladder match was fantastic. So, um, uh, yeah. Um, so that was context of that pay-per-view. But uh, the Dudleys did win here. And we're kind of leading into some other things now. Uh, the Dudleys kind of had a fair few defenses in this in this uh, in this reign. What were some of the defenses? I I noticed the tables match here, but um, man, they defended quite a lot. Yeah, you know they they, uh, they beat a couple of different teams too. They beat Kane and the Undertaker on an episode of Raw in February. They beat got teams like Lowdown, Chaz and D'Lo Brown, Kai and Ty. They beat the Hardys in a tables match on SmackDown. They beat Christian and Edge and Kane and the Undertaker in a triple threat tables match at No Way Out 2001. That's a big win for the Dudley boys. Yeah, they also in Vegas, won- by the way. I love a nice Vegas crowd. They lost once or twice by DQ, as teams do. They beat Haku, Haku and Rikishi. Haku probably wasn't with the WWF for very long, if, I, you know, if I'm thinking correctly. Uh... At least not at this point. No, not at this point. I remember Haku was in the 1990 Rumble. Me, mm, I, don't, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> We're going to find out. <laughs> I could not tell you, but... He was in the... All right, Haku was in WWF from 86 to 92. Mm. Then was in the WWF from 2001... To 2002. He, was, he entered in the Rumble as a surprise uh, entrant. Right. Right. I needed, I needed to know. Yeah, I could tell that you really needed to know that. Um, I needed to know. I like Haku. Uh, I like what he's doing now. Sort of like every now and then popping up with the Bullet Club over in Japan. He's doing some cool shit. Haku and Rikishi's a cool team. Even though I don't like Rikishi. 
<laughs> you really this is like the height on Rikishi power hour for me. Yeah, Rikishi Rikishi's a young bitch. Damn. Um title change though didn't happen from so we had their title win on the uh, 21st of January. Title change didn't happen till the 5th of March. Yeah, and they and this is their second consecutive week defending the belt. Actually, uh yeah, technically their second consecutive week. They defended them at No Way Out. Then the next night on Raw, and then a week later on Raw, and they lost to the Hardy Boys. Five minutes and 36 seconds. I just am, like, gasping at, like, at at that. At, like, the, give um, them 20 minutes, bro. Give them some more time, yo. Um, however, uh, the Hardys win here. Um, that's kind of lit. I like the Hardys. Yeah, I mean, and you know, the Hardys are back in the pick. The Hardys are back in the picture. This is their fourth reign. <laughs> they held the belts for uh, two weeks. <laughs> um. Yup. So they won them in Washington. Uh. Defended them. Uh, uh, the next night on SmackDown taping. Defended beat beat just incredible in X Pac. What a team. <laughs> And then guess who they lost the titles to? Hmm. Now, um, for anyone in the chat that's still here, um, who do you reckon would have won the tag team championships from the Hardys? It's definitely people who talked about before. I was four years old. In the Pepsi arena again. We're back in Albany. Back in Albany. I feel like I've said Pepsi arena before, unless I just thought it. Maybe I didn't say it out loud. You said it on the show, definitely. Yeah, I and said it you're, you're thinking of the Pepsi Center in Denver, which they yeah, do go to a lot. Yeah, Denver, Colorado. I don't know why, but the first person I think of is Eve Torres. <laughs> is she from Denver? She is from Denver, but she's wow. billed from Los Angeles. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, I bet. When I think of Denver, I think of the one Raw where they got pushed out of the Pepsi Center at the last second. So they went to the Staples Center in Los Angeles and they had that five-on-five five match where the good guys were dressed up as Lakers and the bad guys were dressed up as Denver Nuggets. Huh. Okay, so I don't know sports in America too well, but there is a team in like the NFL that's like the Denver Broncos or something like that. That is correct, the Denver Broncos. Look at me, the little sport nut I am. Oh, man, I'm well, crazy. Why, where, crazy where do you come to know of them? Simpsons, I think. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, okay, maybe even I... maybe even wrestling. That's how I know most NBA teams. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You can learn a lot about sports by listening to Heels Rundown Sports Teams. Yeah, because it doesn't relate to me. But I'm like, as a kid hearing that, I'm like, what the hell is that? And then you look it up, and then you just they it's you know, in succession you're just hearing this every week, and you're like, okay, I know that's either an NFL team or it's an NBA team. And it's like American, and that's all I know about it. Yeah, you basically you're just like, well, they're talking about a sports team from America, and the people are unhappy. Yeah, and they do it when they did they do it here. When they come here, they run down AFL or they run down cricket. I remember one year I went to a live event in Melbourne, and Wade Barrett was running down cricket like our Australian cricket team because they just lost to England, and he was calling us wankers and wheel chant and wanker at him. It was really lit. Our truth came out and beat him up. <laughs> Wow, <laughs> I believe he was story. even. I was even. I believe he was even King Barrett at that point. Oh, so like two thousand and fifteen, fourteen, yeah, roughly. Yeah, 
Yeah, that he was running down the Australian cricket team because they had just lost and we were going nuts. I was like, I don't watch cricket, but don't you dare say that. I was like, I didn't even know they lost, <laughs> but don't you dare. <laughs> Insert well, town here. Yeah, well, I don't, yeah. Anyway, uh, title change here to go back to what we're saying in the Pepsi arena. Christian and Edge, shock and awe, they have defeated the Hardys um, to win the tag team championships for the 45th time. Yeah, <laughs> the 45th time. I'm delirious. <laughs> it is their sixth reign. I feel like they've all come in the last 12 months. Mm, now, um, <laughs> the next, <laughs> um, we have, uh, wait a minute. I, uh, my page isn't loading. Where are uh -oh. we at now? Uh -oh. Expose him. Um, where are we at, Kev? We're on March 19th, where... A lot of shit happened. Yeah. A lot of shit happened. Christian Edge, Christian Edge beat the Hardy Boys. This is where Cage Mask loses me, so I'm going to Wikipedia quick. Because then they have that the Dudleys beat Christian and Edge and Christian Edge beat the Hardys. Something doesn't add up there. So we're going to Wikipedia. You go to Wikipedia why I stole. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll talk to if anyone is in the chat still, or if anyone's listening to this on YouTube or the podcast version of this show, um, please continue to rate us five stars on iTunes because it does really, 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 really help. Not only that, um, like and subscribe to all of that stuff on, uh, on my YouTube because numbers are going really well for my... Um, uh, Alicia Atute interview. It was a lot of fun talking to her. So um, continue to listen to that too. Um, but I think Kevin, he sighed. So I heard him in his brain go, I found it. I did. I did. I did. I did. This is out of order. So what, ha what had happened was the Christian and Edge beat the Hardys. Yeah. Then, later that night, drop the belts to the Dudleys. Right. This is all happening in the Pepsi arena, guys, by the way. This is all happening in the Pepsi arena in Albany, New York. Pepsi, hit us up. Rise War number 408 was an absolute barn burner. What else happened on this show? Oh, yeah, I could just click. Right. The hardcore title changed hands. Yeah, I'm reading it now. Yeah. <laughs> Stevie Richards and Taz fought to a no contest. That must have been something. Damn. Um, and uh, Benoit, Angle, and Regal beat Jericho and The Rock. That sounds like kind of fun. Yeah, well, we're in. Wait, there were two no contests and three title changes on one show. What Holy a weird fuck. show. Holy fuck. 2000, 2001 is a, a crazy time. Crazy, crazy time. <laughs> um, okay, so where are we at with the tag team championships now? Who the fuck has the, the tag team championships now? The Dudleys are walking out of the Pepsi arena with a bunch of Pepsi and also with the world tag team titles. Right. And they would drop them two weeks later, and this is where it, you know, this is where it all begins again. We're at WrestleMania 17. WrestleMania 17. Um, a little, a little match in a. Houston, Texas, uh, WrestleMania 17. Everyone can start, if anyone's in the chat still, start going crazy about WrestleMania 17. Get it out of your system because 
it's it's what it is it is just known as the greatest wrestlemania of all time it's pretty much the only thing the internet can come to an agreement on for the most part is it's just known as the best obviously i mean just so much everything on that show is fantastic every single thing on that show is fantastic including that battle royal it's it's a great battle royal. It's a lot of fun. Oh, the gimmick battle royal, terrific. Yeah, yeah it's so you good. had angle angle over Benoit. You had Guerrero defeats Test. You had Jericho defeats Regal. You had obviously this match we're about to talk to in length, at length. You had Undertaker and Triple H in a very underrated match, I think. Yeah. And of course, the cherry on top. Stone Cold and The Rock, which is one of the best, probably one of the best WrestleMania main events you'll ever see. Yeah, um, with a just a moment that is so it makes people so conflicted. That that I know. moment makes me sick. I don't know what to think about it, and it's been twenty years. Um, I still are you okay? Before we talk about TLC two, because we will talk about it because it's fantastic. Do you think it was the right move to have Austin go to the dark side and align with Darth Vader himself, Mister McMahon? I think that if they, I think that the the moment itself was perfect. I think that as much as like as a fan of wrestling and as a fan of Stone Cold Steve Austin, you don't want to see him do that. You don't want to see him turn like that. But. I thought the moment was perfect. I thought like that was like the maybe the best way you'll ever cap off a WrestleMania. You know, WrestleMania uh, it gets th- this uh, reputation as an event that ends ends on happy endings. You know, we've seen it a lot recently. We've seen Daniel Bryan. We've seen uh, Becky Lynch. You know, we've seen a lot of happy endings to WrestleMania. This was the example of them saying, you know what? Screw the fans. We're going to end it the best way possible. Not, We're not going to make them happy. We're going to make them pissed. Yeah, I I understand that. Um, I don't know. There's just a lot. There's just a... Mm, it's just... I don't know. I like Hill Austin. And I liked when he was like comedic Hill Austin when he was playing the guitar and Alliance. Like, I like Alliance Austin, but... Um, who knows? It's always going to be a thing that's debated on whether it was the right move. I think even Austin said himself, he was like, he wanted to do this, but he doesn't know if it was necessarily like the right thing to do. He just liked being a heel and it was something different. Um, but Hey, it's a moment that will go down in history. You'll never forget that moment. You'll never forget WrestleMania 17. It's the definitive end to the attitude era for me. I think it is for a lot of people. I think it's known as kind of that was the end of the attitude era and then we go into the next the next era but task at hand is is of course tlc 2 the best well it's not my favorite tlc of like the the numbered the first four um i like number four the most i absolutely love tlc 4 the one on raw for raw roulette you remember that one don't you okay yeah uh, i do yeah um my god i love Love, 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 love that TLC match because it was a little bit different. The one on SmackDown, TLC 3, when they had Jericho and Benoit in it as well, um, I thought that was like that was like my least favorite of the four, probably. 
of like those four like you know main yeah tag I, I'll, I'll be i I've, I've seen three and four I, I but they're not matches i would go back and like rewatch religiously like i do with one well like i'm going to do with one and two i mean i've watched i honestly i watched tlc2 at, at wrestlemania x7 before the rumble the other night because the people i was watching with wanted to watch that match because it's it's and they're not wrestling fans but it's a match that everyone knows yeah um TLC two though I think is it's it's probably the like the best TLC match. It's just so crazy. Like they literally got to a point where you can't top that, and they didn't try to top that with three and four. They were different. Um, TLC two that I mean you can't really ever. I'll never ever forget the image of Edge spearing Jeff Hardy. Um, yeah, it has the most iconic one of the most iconic images in wrestling. Yeah, that call yeah. by Jr. Um, and that had so much room for error. Like, if Jeff oh was God. just a little bit, a little bit more, he would be, could be dead. Like, um, you know what I mean? Like, he could be easily paralyzed from that. So, timing on that, a spot like that will probably never, ever, ever happen again. At least in a WWE world. Um, just because it's yeah. way too fucking yeah. dangerous. <laughs> but... Oh my God. You had great run-ins during this match with Lita and Rhino and little Spike Dudley. And, everyone had a, everyone had a third member in their back pocket. And my favorite commentator of all time commentated this match, Paul Heyman. Heyman, Heyman is a fantastic oh, commentator. Heyman and Jr. make this WrestleMania. Love so their commentary. Love fucking it. Fucking good. Leader comes out, nails Spike Dudley in the head with a chair. Like Spike oh, is shot. dead on that one. Like he is ded dead on that one. Um, Leader takes a three D. She takes off her top because I re- always remember Heyman screaming, take it off, take it all off. Um, and then she gets 3D through a table, of course, because it's Lita. Um, Lita is the only, at that point, woman to ever appear in a TLC match until 2018. That's crazy. My favorite TLC match of all time. The Wait, are you talking about... Wait, what, is, what did you say? I completely missed what you said. I said because you you mentioned the first time uh, the first time I went the first time since two thousand that Lita was in the first TLC match and it wouldn't happen again until two thousand eighteen oh, right. the first woman to appear in the TLC match and I just made the comment that the two thousand eighteen Becky Charlotte TLC match is my favorite TLC match of all time really yeah fair okay um oh Mark man no that's fair I I understand it um but yeah Lita takes a a. 3D Spike gets drilled in the head by a uh, poor Spike. Mm, Spike was on the bump this week. Anyone that watches the bump, I think it's just was he really? Point. He was. Bubba Ray Dudley was on the bump in studio, and they surprised him with Spike on like a um, like a video message. Um, and oh, cool. but Bubba was like really happy to like hear from him and stuff like that. And he said he's literally the toughest person he's ever worked with in wrestling. So the amount of times people beat the crap out of him in the ring because he would just be like, no, like, I want to make you look like a star. He said he would take so much punishment and stuff like that. And he was just like, he literally is the toughest person I've ever met. And I'm like, that's so cool. Um, but Spike got nailed in the head. 3D to leader. Rhino was in there. Well, he did a beautiful gore to Matt Hardy. Um, I could nearly probably lay out this match pretty easily. I've watched this match a lot. If I have people that don't watch wrestling and they want to watch wrestling... This is in there on that first couple of matches that I'll show them because it's just how can you look away from this? It's a yeah, train it's wreck. In the best possible way, it's a car crash. It's it's a fantastic match that 
should never ever happen again in this capacity. Yeah, it takes years off the lives of the competitors involved. I mean, Edge, it, but damn, it, was it good? All of these people, you know, in some way, way shape, or form, um, will all end up in the Hall of Fame. And not only that, they all ended up as big stars. All of them, all of them did in some in their own way. Um, especially like Edge, Jeff, Matt, Christian, and the Dudleys, um, Barbara especially. Um, but they all, all, all of them, all of them are just top class athletes. And this is just the time where they cut, they had set the bar with the triangle ladder match back at WrestleMania 2000. Um, then at SummerSlam with TLC one. And then this one just kind of just, I mean, they had the, the, the culmination of everything. And the, the thing I loved about this, the trio of matches we got to see from these three in this period of time is that they were all different. Yeah. You know how hard it is to go out and like you have the triangle ladder match to do something different the next time out and then to do something different from those first two the third time out? That's so hard. So hard to do. Um, but just a nutty match. That spot with Matt and Bubba going through those four tables is nuts. Jeff Hardy jumping off that ladder, nuts. Uh, the spear, nuts. And then not only that, it's all three of those big matches that we talk about. All won by Edge and Christian. Edge and Christian. All won like, by him. In, in, in a purely kayfabe perspective, they have to be the best tag team of the three, right? They won the three biggest matches they had, in addition to having, yeah, in, in this short span of time, the most reigns. And the the next, the TLC three, if you look at um, a few months down the line on SmackDown, none of those three teams won. It was Benoit and Jericho that won TLC three. So... I don't know, and then TLC four was won by Kane on his own. <laughs> so, um, Edge and Christian in those three teams are unbeaten by those other two in that capacity, which is weird. Um, but yeah, Edge and Christian won. Fantastic match. It'll always go down as one of the. It'll always be in people's favorite matches. I think it's it's one of them. It's like in there. It's like at some point it comes up in every conversation. I'm pretty sure it's just because it's just. It's a spectacle. It's so crazy. And so many things happen in that match where you're just like, no, thank you. I would not want to be them at all. Um, and just the from everything from it's WrestleMania, it feels huge. Um, I believe that was the first time WrestleMania had been in a stadium in a while, like in 10 years or so since WrestleMania had been in like a stadium. They're in arenas um, the few previous years. So WrestleMania was back in a stadium um, in Houston. Um, and man, oh man, just a wonderful, wonderful match. And Mania to Mania, we got the same result in the first Mania to the same result in the second in a similar kind of match. And the tag team yeah, championships yeah. really went kind of everywhere, but Edge and Christian were kind of the staples. Yeah, that I think that's the point of this whole thing. The point that we could, the best point we could, we could draw from this is that no matter where the belts go, they went, you know, they went to... Uh, a lot of different places, rock and take or right to censor. They seemed always to make their way back home. And that was with edge and Christian. Yeah, that is, that is really, really, it's just, I wish the tag team division was, uh, treated in such way. Cause it's not like they haven't been given opportunities. They have, but it's like I said at the start, it's just sprinkles. They're not, they're not consistent. 
anymore in the terms really? of like getting opportunities. It's just, it's inconsistent, but it's not like there isn't talent. There's probably more talented tag teams now than there was then. If that makes any sense. In, like yeah, a, I think the tag division, in terms of pure athletes and things that they're, they're capable of doing is as good now as there have been. It's yeah, just but, the, the, you need the time, you know, you need the love. Yeah. I agree with that, but it's just um. Where is the love? That's a great song. It's a. I know. I used to love the Black Eyed Peas. Shout out to the Black yeah, Eyed Peas. I liked them before they went like all techno and techno and got weird. Uh, I didn't hate that, but as soon as like they started bringing out music without Fergie, I was kind of not interested. I was like, well, they're not the Black Eyed Peas to me anymore, even though they were the Black Eyed Peas before Fergie. Let's not go there though. But Where Is the Love is a fantastic song. I used to really like the Black Eyed Peas a lot, actually. Um, but on that note, I guess we can end on the Black Eyed Peas. Um, Mania to Mania, another one in the book, something different. I'm, we're trying out different things for Mania to Mania. I've been, I have a lot of ideas stewing, and it's WrestleMania season, so you'll probably see a couple more of these pop up um, because I have. I'm not really saying what yet because it's too far away, but WrestleMania week for the content that I'm bringing out. Um, mm, buckle yourselves in, everyone, because it's, it's going to be wild. Um, I'm sure you'll see all about that as Mania draws closer. It'll be Mania before we know it. Um, and I don't know. I guess we're starting to get into that time where we go back and watch old Manias, Kevin. I know. He just did it with the Rumbles. now, And and don't forget, if we're having an Elimination Chamber pay-per-view somewhere in the middle, we got to watch the old Chamber matches, too. Oh, yeah. Um, uh... <laughs> There's a lot going on. I believe the next yeah, pay-per-view for WWE not. is a sortie show, so I can kind of just chill for that. Um, uh, and then and then Chambers like a week after. And then... Uh, yeah, they, they, their February booking is so bad. They Boy, don't they need two shows. Bad. Just one show between Rumble and Mania. I'm on the team well, of that. I, I don't think there should be a pay-per-view between um, Rumble I wouldn't. I wouldn't hate it. I would just a nice long They had two last year. They're going to have two this year. Oh, you they. I mean, yep. Anyway, guys, thank you for anyone that has joined here in the chat. Um, If you're listening on the podcast version or on YouTube, make sure you do all of the five stars, reviews, the likes, the subscribes, all of that. Make sure you share this on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all of that good stuff. We'll be back for a regular episode of Wrestling Reverb next Friday. Um, But... In, in stateside land, I guess it's Thursday night that this comes out, but it's Friday for me, so fuck y'all, it comes out on Friday. Um, but yeah, other than that, I don't really have too much more to add. Anything you want to plug away, Kev? You, I don't know if you have anything to plug. Uh, I don't really have anything to plug right now. I, don't, I haven't really Just done say, anything. Then to... say something on oh, your brain, man. Say no, something no, no, on your brain. True. That's not true. Um, uh, I... Recently was in contact with the owner of a small promotion near my home, uh, Pennsylvania Premier Wrestling. And I want to get more involved with the independent wrestling scene in Pennsylvania, at least in northeastern Pennsylvania where I live. So I, I reached out to this guy. I said, hey, anything you need, whether it's you know work on the website, you need, a co- you need commentary, I'm down to do whatever. Yeah, he got back in touch with me. He said he'd love to have me aboard. I've been watching some some. They do a weekly YouTube show, so I've been getting caught up on the wrestlers. Who's champ? Who shows up? The last show I watched had the blue meanie on it. 
Um, they Damn. get like Casey Navarro, who appeared in Impact recently. Uh, they've got some really good talent, and ha- it's Hazelton in Pennsylvania Premier Wrestling, and I- I'm excited to uh, get to get, be a part of it. Do you, by any chance, like, do you live near Scranton? <laughs> yeah, dude, I live like 20 minutes from Scranton. Holy fucking shit. That is amazing. I'm still in the office, you want, everybody. Um, you want? Do you want to know a secret? As that long as might, it's not uh, It might... It might damage your perspective. No, this happened in like the first season, I think. Oh, okay, that's fine. Then. Uh, uh, it might, but it might damage your perspective of The Office. Mm. There's no chilies in Scranton. Uh, that's fine to me. There's no such thing as chilies in Australia, so can't give a fuck. I know, but like, that's that's just inaccurate. The show is inaccurate. Yeah, that's true. Um, but meh, it's a television. But now every show. time. Like when I went when I went to school, I went to school in New York, so I'm like two three hours away from my home, and everyone's like, "Oh, where are you from?" And I used to just say Scranton because it's the closest city to where I live, and people would always be like, "Oh, you must love The Office," and it made me resent The Office to the point where I didn't watch it for a while. Yeah, I didn't watch it for ages just because everyone was like, "You love Parks and Rec, you must love The Office." I was like, "No, I fucking don't," because I've never watched it, and I'm not going to. And then I caved. I'm glad I've caved though because it's fucking good. I'm still. I'm about three seasons out from finishing, which I'll probably finish by the time <laughs> Reverb is on next week. Let's be honest. Um, oh, one more thing I'd like to plug. Not a plug. Just everyone wish me luck. I'm taking the Jeopardy test in four hours. What is the Jeopardy test? Do you know? Are you familiar with Jeopardy? Yeah, like the show, like the game show. Well, there's a test to be on the show. Oh shit! Okay, I'm wishing you luck. All my luck is going to you. Yes, at 11 p.m. Eastern time, so four hours, three and a half hours from now. Damn, I've, I've taken the call. I took the college test, uh, but I, I scheduled it for a time, and I, I had a conflict with a, oh, a meeting I was running as editor of my newspaper, so I didn't get to concentrate on it. So this will be the first time I'm really like taking the test with uh, with my whole mind on it. Mm. I'm excited. Good luck with that. I don't know if you just heard that giant fucking thing go past my house then. I don't know if anyone heard that, but I don't know if the mic picked that up, but some giant fucking truck went um, past my house. So, oh, here's something. Here's a good note to end on. So, you know, we've had all these fires and that in Australia, obviously. Um, yeah. We're on flood watch now. How exciting. Like my town is on flood watch. We're at, we're meant to get two months worth of worth of rain in forty eight hours. Fuck. Storms Ooh. and yeah, so we've gone from firewatch to flood watch. It's a real <laughs> coronavirus has hit South Australia, it's gone nuts here. <laughs> Jesus. Is coronavirus in America yet? Has it hit America? I think there's a few confirmed cases in America, yeah. Yeah. It's um pretty crazy. It's all come from like China or something. It doesn't it coronavirus, I don't even know what it technically is. Isn't it just the flu? You can die from no, it. No, I think it's, it's gotta be different than just the flu. I don't know. It comes from chickens, I think. I think that's where it all starts from. Chickens. And then somehow it contracted in people and then people spread it to people. It don't sound like that. Some some it's duty. Just, it's just everywhere at the moment. Everywhere's like Coronavirus, coronavirus. Oh, yeah, I really about it because it's a, it's a, it's a scary thing, you know? Yeah, so, um, that's happening here. So, um, I can't swim. <laughs> um, oh, no, I'm okay. sure, I'm sure we'll be fine. But, uh, yeah, 
big storms, big rain. That's what's happening with me. I guess we'll see you next week.